be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. There was a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus and said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He said in reply, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He replied to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But because he wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man fell victim to robbers, and he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. They stripped and beat him, and went off, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road, but when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite came to the place, and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. But a Samaritan traveler who came upon him was moved with compassion at the sight. He approached the victim, poured oil and wine over his wounds, and bandaged them. Then he lifted him up on his own animal, took him to an inn, and cared for him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper with the instruction, Take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I shall repay you on my way back. Which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? He answered, the one who treated him with mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. A man named Tom had two tickets for the Blazers game. As he sat down, a man came and asked him if anyone was going to take the seat next to him. Tom said, no, sit down. The seat will be empty. That's incredible, said the man. Who in their right mind will reserve a seat like this for the Blazers game and then not use it? Tom said, well, actually the seats belong to me. I was supposed to come with my wife, but she passed away. This is the first Blazers game. We haven't been together since we got married nearly 40 years ago. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's terrible. But couldn't you find someone, a friend or a relative or even a neighbor to take her seat? Tom shook his head sadly and said, no, they're all at her funeral. 
Sometimes it is easier for us to love and to be nice to strangers than to those who are closest to us. In today's gospel, Jesus tells the parable of the Good Samaritan. This example of an extraordinary love towards a stranger that Jesus presents as a way of expanding our ability to love others, to love those who are around us, our family members, classmates, people at the office. It is the story of a man who fell victim to robbers who beat him and left him bleeding to death and then is helped by this stranger who take care of him without limits. Why is Jesus telling a parable on uncommon love like this one? I think the answer is because love has the power to create a new bond. Love has the power to make things new. When you love a, strang a stranger, when you help a homeless person, when you do a work of mercy, whenever you do an act of love towards someone that you wouldn't naturally love, you create a new bond that was not there before. St. John of the Cross put it like this, where there is no love, put love, and you will find love. Love creates a new bond. And we can ask, what motivates someone to put love where there is no love? What motivates someone to love like the Good Samaritan? Where can we get the power to love like that? I think there are two sources. One is morality, either secular or religious morality. But morality will tell you if you are a civically minded person, if you are a decent person, you will take care of others. You will be concerned for the poor. You will give yourself through time, through volunteer work. That's the, moral, the secular version of morality. The religious version of morality will tell you, you have to love your neighbor. You have to take care of others because the Bible sa says that, because God commands that. Both kind of moralities, religious and secular, motivate you through guilt. And if we pay attention Jesus puts two people that were very religious into this parable, a priest and a Levite. Both were supposed to take care of the poor, to feed them. Jesus is trying to show us people who help the poor out of duty, out of morality. But when it comes to going beyond their duty, when no one was watching them, they walk away. Excuses arise. They may have thought someone else will take care of this man. I am too busy. 
what Jesus is trying to say is that morality or guilt cannot take you very far. It can make you a little generous. It can make you feel a little bad for the way you are living. But guilt doesn't really change your heart. So if today you are feeling guilty for not helping the poor, if you are feeling guilty for not being generous, stop. Jesus doesn't want you to feel guilty. Guilt will not take you where Jesus wants you to go. He wants you to expand your ability to love. He wants to give you his compassion, his mercy, his heart. He doesn't want more service hours or more of your money. He wants your heart. And once you receive his heart, his mercy, his compassion, that will take you a lot farther than guilt. The second way to get the power to love radically, both strangers and those close to you, is through gratitude. When you consider how much Jesus has done for you, you are more willing to give back. When you consider how much Jesus is giving you, you will to give back. The parable of the Good Samaritan is apparently a story in which Jesus does not appear, yet it clearly bears his mark. And this is the key to understanding this parable. When we see in the actions, in the attitudes, in the gestures of the Good Samaritan, Jesus himself, who came down from heaven to take care of the wounded humanity. Jesus is the good Samaritan who came down to take care of us, to save us, to set us free. A theologian from Balthasar put it this way, only Jesus can tell this parable, not because of his humanitarian feelings, but because what the good Samaritan does with the wounded man is what he himself has done for all of us, beyond measure. In this parable, Jesus is not giving us a rule, a do it. He's giving us a new motivation to love out of gratitude and not out of guilt. You will only be able to deeply love your neighbor when you realize that you are the recipient of Jesus' love. So this is my homework for you for this week. First, I invite you to make a list of things you are grateful for. Try to write down five to ten things for which you want to give thanks to God. Maybe blessings in your life, material blessings, blessings at work, blessings in your family. Give thanks for his friendship, for his patience with you, with your sins. Try to make this list of things why you want to give him thanks. 
and then try to give back what you have received. I invite you this week to be the Good Samaritan for someone. Maybe there is someone in your family or extended family that needs your help. Maybe there is someone sick that you can go and visit. Maybe on your way to work, there is a homeless person that you can help this week. Or maybe you can dedicate some time to helping others or getting involved in a work of mercy. Try to give back what you have received. Remember, Jesus doesn't want your guilt. He wants you to recognize how much he has done and how much he is doing in your life. He wants you to expand your ability to love.